Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Barry Chesler, and today's Daf is Masachet Chagiga Kaftalad, Tractate Chagiga 24. Yesterday's Daf ends with the introduction to the teaching on the top of today's Daf. Reish Lakish said in the name of Bar Kapara, it is only necessary, that is to say, the testimony of Rabbi Akiva, for the remains of the mincha, that is, the portion eaten by the priests after the handful was burned with the frankincense. For from the Torah, if the kli or vessel is needed, then the kli combines. But when the kli is not needed, it does not combine. But the rabbis come and decree that even if the kli is not needed, the kli combines. It is appropriate for the fine flour, but what is there to say about the incense and the frankincense? Rav Nachman said in the name of Rabbah Barabuha, for example, he piled them on top of a leather curtain, which is not considered a real kli, for from the Torah, a kli which has an outside, has an inside combines, but if it does not have an inside, it does not combine. The rabbis come and ordain that even when it does not have an inside, it combines. And Rabbi Hanin disagrees with Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. For Rabbi Chia Bar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, this Mishnah is based on the testimony of Rabbi Akiva. So we can conclude that it's simply a gzera of the rabbis and without biblical foundation. We conclude then by noting that a vessel combines with what is in it to become impure on the basis of the rabbis rather than on the Torah. The next sugya takes up the issue of the Revi'i of Kodesh being invalid. We recall from the original Mishnah that with respect to Kodesh, the Revi'i impurity passed on to a fourth level is invalid, whereas with Truma, impurity only goes to the third level. So the most serious impurity passes impurity to a Rishon Latuma, a first degree of impurity, which passes it on to a Shani or second level, which passes it on to a third level in the case of Truma, but in the case of Kodesh can be passed on to a fourth level. The third level of Truma is considered Pasul rather than Tameh, and the same with the fourth level of Kodesh, because the impurity can be passed on no further. We learn in a Baraita. Rabbi Yassi said, From where do we learn that with respect to a fourth degree of impurity of Kodesh, that it is invalid? It may be derived from a Kavachomer. Just as a Mechusar Kippurim who is permitted to eat Truma is unfit to eat Kodesh, a third degree that is unfit for Truma, is it not logical that it would make a fourth degree for Kodesh? And we learn the third degree of Kodesh from the Torah, and the fourth is the Kavachomer, the first of Rabbi Ishmael's thirteen hermeneutical rules, the inference from minor to major premise. Here we recognize that a Mechuzar Kippurim, when he needs, needs to bring a sacrifice to complete his purification, has a lesser degree of impurity than a Shlishi, because the Shlishi cannot eat Truma, whereas the Mechuzar Kippurim can. 
since the Mechusar Kippurim cannot, by definition, need Kodesh, it stands to reason that there is a fourth degree of impurity for Kodesh. But where do we derive that the third degree of Kodesh is from the Torah? For it is written that meat which has come into contact with anything impure shall not be eaten. Leviticus 7.19 Are we not dealing with the case where the meat touched the Shani? Here scripture says it shall not be eaten, meaning that Kodesh which touches the Shani thereby becomes a Shlishi, unfit for eating. And the Ravii is proven from the Kabbalah of Rabbi Yassi. The Talmud now discusses the ninth case in the Mishnah, where with respect to Truma, if one hand of a person becomes impure, the other remains Tahor. But in the case of Kodesh, he must immerse them both. Rav Shezvi said they taught this concerning connections, but if there is no connection, then no, meaning the one hand becomes Tamei due to contact with something Tamei. The second hand now touches the first hand, it becomes Tamei for Kodesh, and both must be immersed, but if they do not touch, then even for Kodesh, only one hand requires immersion. Abaya objects. A dry hand renders impure the other to make impure for Kodesh, but not for Truma according to Rabbi. Rabbi Yossi in the name of Rabbi Yehuda says to render Pasul unfit, but not to render impure, capable of transmitting impurity. If one says it is well for the case when they are not Pachiburin, when they do not touch, this is the Chiddush of the dry hand. But if you say when they touch, yes, when they do not touch, no, then what is the Chiddush regarding the dry hand? It is also said that Reis Lakish said it is only taught about a person's other hand, but not the hand of another person. Rabbi Yochanan said it is the same for his hand and the hand of his fellow. But that hand that touched the impurity renders him unfit, but not impure. From where is this? The Sefer teaches the hand renders impure, the other for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Why do we need this last clause? It has already been taught in the Rasha. Rather, do you not learn that this is to include the hand of his fellow? And so, Reish Lakish conceded the point, for Rabbi Yonah said in the name of Rabbi Ami in the name of Reish Lakish, it is the same for his hand and the hand of his neighbor. That hand renders unfit, but not impure. And to render unfit, but not to render impure, is a Tanaitic dispute. For, for we learn in Mishnah Yadayim, all that renders Truma unfit renders hand second degree impurity, and one hand renders impure its pair. These are the words of Rabbi Yehoshua, but the sages say the hands are second degree impurity, and second degree impurity does not render second degree impurity with respect to Hulin. Why not? Is it not that it cannot make a Shani, but a Shlishi it does make? Perhaps it does not make a Shani nor a Shlishi. The Machokat is like these Tanaim. For we learn in a Brita, a dry hand renders impure its pair to make impure for Kodesh, but not for Truma, the words of Rabbi. Rabbi Yassi, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, says the same hand renders unfit, but not impure. The tenth case in the Mishnah concerns one who eats dry food with contaminated hands. He can do so for Truma, but not for Kodesh. We learn in a Brita, Rabbi Hanin, the son of Antigono, said, Are there dry hands for Kodesh? Meaning, do we need a liquid to make hands susceptible to impurity for Kodesh? Is it not the esteem of Kodesh that makes them susceptible? No, it is necessary, for example, when his fellow inserted for him Kodesh foods in his mouth, 
in which he placed them in his mouth himself with a reed or a whirl, and he wants to eat a radish or onion of hulin with them. The rabbis decreed this for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Regarding the last stringency, the Onen, or person whose close relative has died, but has not yet been buried, and the Mechusar Kippurim, require immersion for Kodesh, but not for Truma. The Talmud asks, what is the reason? Since they were forbidden to eat Kodesh until this time, the rabbis require immersion. The Daf concludes with the next Mishnah. The matters of Truma being more strict than Kodesh. In Yehuda, people are believed on the purity of wine and oil all the days of the year, but at the time of the wine pressing and olive pressing, even for Truma, but not for Truma during the rest of the year, are the Yameha arts trusted. After the wine pressing and olive pressing season is over, they bring him a jug of wine of Truma, they do not accept it from him, for he may put it aside for the next season. And if he says to him, I separated within this barrel a quarter lug of oil as, a, as Kodesh, he is believed. In the case of jugs of oil and wine in which are mixed Truma, Hulin, and Kodesh, they are believed at the time of pressing, and prior to the wine pressing, 70 days. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.